What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Accounting Flow podcast brought to you by Financial Sense. This podcast is dedicated to taking a deep dive into accounting firm workflow and processes. Each episode, we will spend 20 minutes interviewing actual accounting firm owners just like you, uncovering specific processes that firm owners and operators encounter on a daily basis and discuss ways to improve them. Let's go. Dan Luthi, Ignite Spot. How are you? Welcome to Flow. Hey, doing really well, Robin. How are you doing? Solid, solid. Good. Good to be here, man. Um, You know, we connected in St. Louis at Scaling New Heights, and uh, you had a a great conversation around spend management. So I thought we would focus our time here today on that and the process and how you're running spend management on behalf of your clients at your firm. Uh, Before before we dive into that, would love you to tell us a bit about yourself and Ignite Spot. Perfect. No, I'd be happy to. Uh, so Ignite Spot, that's, uh, for me, it's always easy to start with that. And then, cause that's really where I begin, I guess you could say. Um, Ignite Spot's been around for 15 years. Um, we started out as an outsourced accounting service organization. Uh, so bookkeeping, accounting, and, and controller services. Um, I joined the organization 13 years ago as a bookkeeper. Um, and I just worked my way up into being a partner. And so um, it's been a great ride over the last several years and it's been an awesome experience. And so we really do focus on as much as possible creating streamlined workflows for our clients, uh, as well as creating financial transparency um, by utilizing not only just financial uh, acumen and things of that nature, but also utilizing tech tools uh, to help facilitate that for our customers. And so um, we're 25 people in our organization right now, and we're spread out all over the United States. That's awesome. And do you guys only do outsourced accounting or do you do any tax or audit? We used to do tax. Um, we don't do tax anymore, but just focus strictly on, I guess you could say CAS is the, the primary focus that we have. And um, we also do fractional CFO services. Okay. So you are wholly focused on client advisory, client accounting services. So the workflow process that you bring to these clients is instrumental to to your growth, to their growth, to um, internal efficiency, and, and even profit margin. And oh, so you guys 100%. have focused a ton of time and effort on that. Yeah, it's been kind of the bread and butter focus that we've had for the last, I would say, probably eight years is really just trying to create not only operational efficiency for our clients, but for ourselves, um, because it's a tough market. I mean, clients are always looking at new tools and resources and um, creating that visualization, creating that relationship is essential. Um, I feel like in the value add service that we provide from the advisory standpoint. Yeah, that's good. And so let me ask you this before we dive into spend management. Um, When you think about workflow and process, uh, both internally and client facing, um, what are the things that come to mind to you in terms of what are the primary benefits of focusing on these workflows in terms of the output that you get? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the biggest pieces that, um, that I think is essential from the process is recognizing that what you've always done is not always the best solution. Um, it's it's convenient and you know it, but oftentimes there's not only a better way, but a more accurate way uh, of doing it. And so that's one of the, the focuses that we've always had as an organization when we dive into a new client is we're looking at all of the pieces um, that were that that's going on in the organization from the way they create their proposals to the way that they're managing their expenses and receipts. Um, but I think the biggest part with it is, and, and just my thoughts to anybody who's getting started in this or is looking at changing something is it's great to have a roadmap, but don't try to eat the whole elephant all at once. 
start with the beginning, start with something that's, that's smooth for you to interact with and, um, and then start moving through it. And I think the same thing works with, uh, with spend management because people can, I mean, diving into that, people can get really excited about the opportunity with it. Um, but it could get overwhelming because there's a lot that can be done with spend management. Yeah. And, and so you think about workflow and process as it relates to clients um, and accuracy being the primary output. 100%. Um, are, are there other things internally that you guys are setting up workflows and processes for to, to garner better internal efficiency or have uh, your team be able to focus more on advisory type services, things like that? Yeah, definitely. Quality control has been one of the biggest mm. areas of focus that we've put in from a software platform and an efficiency standpoint, because um, historically, and I think this is just general for accounting, is it's manual. It's a lot of work to go through. And so we've kind of determined what we want to evaluate from that space, which has created a lot better opportunity for us to, of course, make sure there's standardization, but to make sure the quality is hitting a certain metric before it gets out to the client. And so yeah. um, I think that's one of the areas that we've improved a lot over the last little bit with. Um, but it's just created more doors and more opportunities. I think on the other side, um, we focused really uh, or focused quite a bit on actually fine tuning people's involvement with the client interaction. Hmm. Um, so we we don't run a pod system, but we run it based off of a package service offering that you have. So you may have up to four people working on your account. Um, we've really defined heavily what each person does to make sure there's not overlap, but also make sure that they're feeding the next wave. Uh, of service a lot easier so that it's yeah. uh, just better communication and better organization. Got it. That's good. And so in these packages that you have, is spend management uh, a part of every package or is it kind of tiered out based on what options the client selects? Yeah, definitely. So we start with a basic spend management function um, for our entry level, entry level clients. And if they want something more robust, it gets added as your package theoretically goes up. Um, so really for us, the, the idea around creating organization around what you're spending and putting controls in place is at the forefront of our basic package. We really do want to make sure that that's something people are thinking about. Um, we may not have full budgeting and may not have a true like managed workflow by switching them over to a divvy or a ramp or something from that perspective. But, um, but we really do try to characterize and frame the client correctly from the start. On, on really making sure that they're being efficient with what they're spending and that they're aware of what they're spending and who has access to it. Yeah, that's so smart because you think about the, the clients that you serve and remind me what industry you focus on. We're a general practitioner, so it's okay. anything and everything. So, But primarily smaller businesses? Small businesses, yep. Anything okay. from uh, a million to 10 million usually. Okay, so a million to 10 million, the focus there, 90% of the time, I think is, is cash and cash management. So when you can yep. rein in spend and spend management from the early days of a client relationship, you're really setting them off on a good fit on a good, you know, path. 100%. Well, and, and to the same point, as they're growing, more people are getting involved. And so if they don't have good practice in the beginning, things get out of hand very, very quickly, uh, not only from people spending, but also the owner having to have so much involvement in every aspect of what's going on in the organization. So spend processes really give them the, the control of passing down authority to the right people uh, without having to take pressure on themselves to be able to, to control every item going out. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot to it. Uh, yeah. A lot of pieces to that puzzle, particularly when there's, you know, 10, 15, 20, 50, hundred employees to manage on a, on a spend management plan. And so when you started as a bookkeeper at Ignite Spot, um, did you guys have a spend management offering? Did you run 
that for clients in the early days? We we always had some conversations around it, but it was it was it was very light. It was more of an expense management service. And I know people get a little bit confused between the two. Expense is much more after the fact and less proactive. Whereas spend is we're thinking about what's going to happen over the next 30, 60, 90, 120, 80 days, you know, 120 days. Um, and so we were much more of an expense management focus in the beginning. Um, about, I would say probably about five years ago, um, we really started changing it to where it was much more forward you know, forward processing and forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where we started diving into it because tools that we were using weren't making sense and weren't helping support our clients and putting best controls in place. And so five years ago, then what, what prompted you all to focus more on that? Was it, was it more the tech that was able to facilitate that more? Or was it internally just a need from the client standpoint? What spurred you to jump into that side of things? Yeah, the first piece actually came to us from a client. A client was mm-hmm. using a, a tech tool that was out there um, and it was cumbersome for the client to utilize. And But also at the same point in time too, they were finding out what was going on in their business much later after the events that they were doing were happening. Um, and so the client was asking, it's like, how do we get this under control? Like what tools and options do we have that can help us to be able to, to limit the not necessarily just limit the amount of spend people have, but also make sure that we're prepared for what people yeah. are going to spend at each of these conferences or each of these controls. And uh, a member of my team was at a was at a conference with me. Uh, I think it was honestly at Scaling New Heights about five years ago, um, and he ran into to Divi, which was the first t- partner tool that we started working with, and um, it just made sense to him from that perspective. And so he and I talked and worked together, and he really took the lead on building out this structure for our client to, to really create a more forward thinking system and creating not only a a budget, but also creating traction for the people who were below, like knowing how much they could spend ahead of time instead of finding out if they were going to be, you know, denied reimbursement or things of that nature, really created just a lot more clarity and the client was able to save quite a bit of money because of it. Yeah. And so it started with one client. Client, yep, yeah, that's cool. And so, after scaling new heights and running into to Divi and learning about their accounting um, partnership, did they have an accounting partnership at the time? It was brand new, they were just kind of getting the system going, so it wasn't anything that was major robust, it wasn't a very you know comprehensive system. They had a we had a really good rep that was working with us that would give us insights and help support us and. Um, that really made the difference because it was so new at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so you said you guys had those initial discussions with them and then your partner started working more on the internal structure to facilitate that more as a product for your clients. Did you collaborate with Divi at that point in time on what the structure should look like or how was that initial structure for that service originally conceived? Yeah, they they gave us the force, the framework of the, the the platform, and the platform's evolved a lot since uh, since kind of our initial integration with them. Um, you know, their their first phase had the ideas around budgets, but it wasn't. Um, they didn't have tiered budgets. They didn't have any of those kind of functions with it, and so um, that's where we really started. As we started building out this really robust workflow for the client, we really started talking with them about. We would love to see this. We'd love mm. to see, you know, a staggered, you know, a staggered budget that's going to roll up to a, a, a parent group where the managers of that team can see all of it, not just some of it. Um, also, putting in controls where maybe you control by vendor spend versus, um, you know, versus just having a general bucket that of it and that's available. And so 
we've definitely provided a lot of feedback over the last five years and have had a really good relationship with our, uh, with them and had a great partnership that's helped us to be able to, to make sure the products evolve to, to the way that it is now. Man, that's, that's so good. I feel like when you're able to have the type of relationship with a vendor, a software provider that you're using to serve your clients, uh, the type of relationship where you can provide feedback and they listen and they incorporate that yeah. into their offering, like that is so critical to be able to scale something because not every system is going to have everything under the sun that you want, yeah. but to have that, that line of communication open is tremendously important. Yeah, it's, it's made a big difference for us, not only from the standpoint of, you know, things that we want that we would love to see them create, but also when they roll something out that wasn't necessarily in alignment with what we kind of expected, they explain to us why. And I think that's something that's been really good from with all the software relationships we've had is we don't just keep it very simple. We try to have a good understanding of an active relationship on both sides so that when something changes in the platform, we can communicate it to our clients and they're aware of what's going on without just kind of being blown away by what's happening. And so, um, but it also has created great opportunities for new features to come out, which mm-hmm. uh, has made a really big difference. We've had the same discussion with, with Ramp. We're relatively new to utilizing that, but more clients are bringing that to our, to us as an organization. And so, um, we've been moving on to that space and doing the same thing with them, which has been really good. And so would you recommend for firm runners out there to stick to one platform? I mean, there are a ton of solutions out there that can manage spend um, in a variety of ways. And so would you say, Hey, it's better to start off and really lean heavily into one system or, you know, uh, diversify your, your software relationships from a spend management perspective. Uh, For me, I think it depends on the organization size. Uh, in a lot of cases and who can help you to implement as you work through it. Um, as I mentioned, we, we've been with uh, heavy focused on on Divi as a partner for the last five years. It was the only solution we recommended for a really long time. Mm. Um, it's still our primary from that perspective because we really have a good partnership with them. Um, but clients are coming to us with Ramp now and we have a little bit larger team than we did in the beginning. And so we can have specialists that are good at both systems. Um, as we've been able to grow, we haven't had to cross train everybody on functionality. There is a lot of similarities to how the basic bookkeeping functions work with it, sure. um, but they are different from implementation. So that's that's allowed us as we've grown. So I would say if you're a smaller organization just getting started, um, pick one, become familiar with it. I mean, honestly, even if you can adopt it for your own organization, because it's going to give you a lot deeper exposure to what it can and can't do. And um give you a lot of opportunity to be able to dive into it further. Yeah, that, that's a great recommendation of if you're able to get in the system, utilize it yourself, your ability to then take that and translate it to a quality service to a client is going to be much higher. Um, 100%. So when you're onboarding these systems, when you're having those initial conversations with Divi, how did you get the team trained up? Were they facilitating team trainings? Was it more on the, the partners and management team? How did that work? It started out with them training a few core people with our org- within our organization. And so I, I, we ha- did have a really great rep at the time when we first started with them who just focused on trying to make sure that we could we were having a good experience, but also that we could refer a good group of clients to them. Um, so they were very proactive in training and teaching our team on how to use the platform, how to set up the structures and how to work through it. Um, I think they're still really good at doing that. And so from that perspective, as our team grows or we have turnover and things like that, we do bring them back in to make sure our team is aware of those pieces so that 
they can consult correctly and they can give feedback correctly. Um, we try to do that probably at least once a year, have them come in and give us uh, feedback and kind of give us training on new releases and things like that. Um, and it's made a world of difference from, from our perspective in that space. Yeah, that, I love that because every system software out there these days seem to have these vast libraries of how-to videos and blogs and resources. But when you're able to get somebody, an account manager or an account liaison of some kind, training the team and updating the team on best practices and how to get the most out of the platform, that's that makes a world of difference. Oh, 100%. And especially because the platform is changing, right? I mean, that's one of the biggest pieces. And so when someone's familiar with something from a training they did two years ago, and now the platform is different, coaching them through why is, is something that's really important. Opening up for Q&A is really big. Um, not everybody learns from watching videos, right? Like not everybody yeah. learns from from reading context and, and, and blog posts. Sometimes that firsthand experience and asking questions really creates a a more adaptive, but also more consumable relationship. Mm. Um, and we've seen a lot of success with it. We follow up with yeah. all the extra stuff, but that initial training really does make a difference for uh, for our team being aware. Yeah, the, the additional training and then the ongoing support, that, that function 100%. is huge. Um, so walk me through when you're bringing on a new client today and they say, hey, I'm gonna check the box. I would really like you to take over my spend management. Um, how do you guide them? How do you get started? What does that process look like? Definitely. Um, this is where it gets crazy, right? This is where a lot of people start to like look at it and say, well, now we've got to convince everybody in the organization that we have to have a structure. We've got to convince everybody in the organization to move all of their spend over. Um, this is where I say, let's, let's take it one step at a time. Um, there is a lot that you can't do with it. But let's begin with reoccurring transactions. Let's begin with subscription costs. Let's re begin with things where we need the client to understand how the platform works. Yeah. Um, and so that's really where we start. We start with an analysis of the client's financial system, really understanding what their spend is and what's coming in and going out. Um, and then we work to set up virtual cards for each of those individual reoccurring transactions so that the the process flow for all of that is just moving more fluid. So if we find, and one of the things we find a lot of times in this case too is organizations that are getting a little bit larger start to have multiples of software applications. And so 10, 15 different Adobe licenses and things like that. So we always give recommendations on consolidations to save money um, with that process as well, which has been big. Um, but we also gather that content in one single place so that we can also have, we are actually capturing receipts at the same time. And so we get it centralized off of one specific user. We start the accounts to make sure that that data is being aggregated. Um, and it really helps us to make sure that the flow is going more fluid as well, instead of having um, people still have to chase and forward and maneuver through all of that kind of stuff. And so we really, the subscription piece is huge. I think that's really where we start and where I always recommend that people start with it. Yeah. Um, and then once we've got that under control and people are starting to get more acclimated to it, we start building out the budgetary structure for the organization. Um, we don't dive in building out 58 budgets for every single client from the beginning. Um, yeah. We really start very simply with reoccurring transactions in its own budget. And then we have a separate you know, kind of a cadence for that organization to just get used to using it with the notifications on their phone and everything else like that. And then we dive into it further from there. Yeah, that's good. And so when somebody comes on board, do you have a recommend, recommended communication plan for, for them? Let's say they have 20 employees and most of them have maybe uh, access to one company card and they've been doing the same thing for the last six years. Do you have a recommendation commun recommended communication plan to them and or to your internal team to advise them as they jump into the relationship? 
Yeah, definitely. So we start out with having that discussion, of course, with the parent, the you know, the the key stakeholders in the organization, and then we start with training after that. Mm. And so we gather all those employees together. We have some discussion with what's going to change from what they're used to doing. Um, most of them are not reaping benefits from the the credit card spend. So for them, it's it's just another card. And so showing the value proposition of email notifications, showing the value proposition of having a a web portal for uploading that information and also seeing how much they can utilize or what's available to them um, gives them a lot of hope that they're going to be able to to really have more functionality in their own life regarding spend. So that's really where we put a lot of our leverage and, and focus and training in the beginning. And then we evolve from there. Got it. That's good. And so with most of your clients, are you managing this on a daily basis, weekly basis? What a typical cadence look like for spend management with your clients? Yeah. So it, it depends on the client size, you know, smaller clients, we set up structure for them or we work with them to set up structure in the beginning and, and we're reviewing and auditing it on a monthly basis with them because there's once, once you're set up, but a lot of times you don't necessarily have to have a daily touch. Um, we really try to make sure that the client is trained and taught if they're larger on key stakeholders in the organization having access to certain things so that they can approve changes mm -hmm. or that they can reallocate budgets or things from that perspective. And so we come in as more of the advisor and, and the, the advocate for the structure of the system, not necessarily the person maintaining every single individual piece, because in the end, we don't want to be the person who's maintaining every single budgetary change or things like that. We want to help manage it from a global level. Um, and yeah. so we may be in touch with them and working with them on a, on a week by week basis. Um, but it usually transitions into more of an advisory function where we're doing it, reviewing it monthly or quarterly uh, and making tweaks and adjustments to budgets from there. Yeah. So the setup is so important because once you have everything yeah. in that onboarding period set up, then the, the client uh, stakeholders and those members of the company have confidence that it's going to be managed well. And so then it really reduces the touch points that you have on the back end sure. from a services perspective and can also push um, maybe the CFO team or the advisory team to spend more time on those higher value services. 100%. Yeah, it opens up so much more doors into other spaces. Um, it's allowed us organizationally to kind of realign our contracts with our clients on on value propositions from each individual piece too. Um, historically, our bookkeeping and accounting was some of the largest portions of our contracts. That's evolving to where that's about half and then the rest is advisory focused um, because of things like this, which mm. I think has been really great. Like when you can put automations in place um, where not necessarily automations for everything is being captured uh, quickly, but automations from the perspective of two, the, the firsthand person who's touching that item is managing the flow all the way till the end. Um, that helps to alleviate a lot of fetching. It helps to alleviate a lot of stress that's going on globally because more people are touching the pie around the areas they need to. And so um, that's really where it's allowed us to be able to, to add different levels of service and really focus on just organizational growth with our clients. Oh, that's so good, particularly because you don't want your clients to look at you and say, oh, they're just the great spend management team. You want them yeah. to look at you and say, hey, they are fantastic advisors and take care of us from top to bottom when it comes Definitely. to our accounting function. Yeah. I mean, the last the last thing you want is your clients just to think you're a good bookkeeper. Uh, I mean, that's really the biggest piece, I think, for for us as a whole is, you know, when we have those conversations with people, it's the you know, we couldn't believe our, we, we couldn't live with our organization without you being a part of it. You've helped us so much in growth and understanding and transparency. That's all very much driven from the value add function. It's not from 
hey, you wrecked my bank really well, or hey, you ticked and tied my expenses really well. So it really changes that relationship completely when the when the focus is around the right areas. Love it. Love it. That's so good. Well, as we wrap here, um, I know that Ignizebot and, and yourself have published a lot of resources as it relates to, to spend management. Uh, what would your recommendation be for somebody, who to, for somebody who's looking to get into this for the first time? Uh, where would you point them? Yeah, definitely. If you're getting into it for the first time, I've, I've actually worked with CPA.com to help develop some of their specific resources around spend management. Um, that's probably the first place that I'd, I'd point you guys to because it's it's the most comprehensive view of what they've done. And they've done a lot of research in specifically with this. Um, so that's where I would push you direct to. to. Um, also, we're doing a lot of conference, uh, conference sessions with it around it. So if you're at um, Scaling New Heights or QuickBooks Connect or even you know Digital CPA, there's going to be a lot of sessions that are focused around this going forward. And I think we're going to see an evolution of uh, relationships around spend management for our clients. Perfect. Perfect. And if anybody wants to reach out to you to ask any questions about this, how do they find you? LinkedIn is the best place to find me. I'm just Dan Luthi. I'm always the, I'm just the, the bald guy with the beard, I guess, of all the Dans that are Luthies that are on LinkedIn. But uh, um, that's the best place to reach me. And I'm happy to give anybody feedback on what they should do to get started with it too. Perfect. That is awesome. Thanks for going over this overview of spend management. And um, yeah, I appreciate you joining Flow today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Roman. I appreciate uh, the invite. Yeah, absolutely. For listening in today, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to share and write a review. This is going to help other firm owners just like you find our podcast and get insights into how to grow their firm. Stay tuned.